Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of It's Just a Show. I am in a hotel room Ooh. across the street from the third largest mall in America. <gasps> yes, named after the very famous king of Prussia. Something, there's a whole story. We could tell that to you another time. But yes, we just came from the MST3 Con. Con! That's yes. how they were pronouncing it. Mm-hmm. MST3 Con as part of Blobfest in... Mm-hmm. Beautiful Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Yes. July 16th, 2023 is today's date. What? What? Yes. And now we're going to tell you about it. It's really humid here. (laughs) I'm glad that the first thing we're bringing up is the weather. I mean, I know we just met people who we idolize and talk about all the time, but thank God you brought up the weather, Chris, because it is so hot. It's so humid. I live on the West Coast. I've come to the East Coast for this. I say we petition right now for Portland to host the next MST3Con. Because wouldn't that be awesome? That would make things easier for you. Sure, it would make it very easy for me. I can always visit Portland. Yeah, I don't know. While Canada is not as cold as Americans like to think it is, uh, nevertheless, this level of humidity, oh boy. We're talking about weather, and that's kind of super boring for people. But but, honestly, it made it perfect because as everyone who has seen the movie The Blob knows, the theater was healthfully air-conditioned. And thank goodness for that. So I guess we should talk a little bit about Blobfest first. We didn't do a tremendous amount of the activities of Blobfest, but there was a lovely street fair yesterday. Yes. That we got to walk around, and it was centered around the Colonial Theater, which is the historic theater mm-hmm. that I believe opened in 1903 and has was originally an opera house and then became a movie theater and has a, a lovely long life. Uh, more about that in a bit. But uh, it is where the blob enters in the blob and it oozes out of the projection booth. <laughs> and it's a fantastic theater and a great place. And so that they uh, center it. And the people run it. screaming Yes, there is an event where you can run out of the theater and recreate that scene in the movie. I I, I finally watched the movie yesterday morning. I I am – well, I guess we talked about it a few episodes ago Mm -hmm. that I hadn't seen it. I now have seen it. It's very – well, I don't want to say it's very good, but it is a it is the best example of that 50s genre that we've seen a lot of on MST3K of uh, there's some sort of existential threat to the world and the teens of some small town are the only <laughs> ones who can save it and the adults won't listen and they wander around and have adventures. adults are the worst. Am I right? Yeah. Speaking as an adult, I happen to know we are the worst. We apologize right now. Exactly. Did you watch only the original 1950s one or did you watch the one from the 80s at some point in time? No. I, I just watched the one from the 50s, which turned out in the U.S., now that I'm in the U.S., uh, it's streaming on the Criterion Collections, oh. uh, the Criterion Channel, which is great. It's very classy. It, it's not on the Criterion Channel in Canada right now. And although I have access to a VPN, uh, <laughs> they, you know, I didn't think to check if it would be available it in the U.S. It seems like such a strange thing that there would be such a stark difference on the Criterion Channel, right, between what streams in the U.S. and Canada. But, you know, I, I guess they got to market their own stuff to the people who are streaming it. So yeah, Exactly. What did you think about downtown Phoenixville? <gasps> that is a fantastic downtown. Like, it's, it is just exactly what you want from, like, 
small town northeast. Like they have wonderful buildings that look probably just like they did when they were in the movie The Blob, right? So if anybody out there has seen that movie from the 50s, like the street still looks the same. It has wonderful trees on both sides. They blocked off the street on either end so that there was no traffic and we could walk through the middle of the streets like the apocalypse had happened. It was fantastic. And all of the local businesses, the record store, the bookshop, the nerd stuff, <laughs> like store, like they all had um, blob themed windows or they had decorated for um, blob fest. So like the whole neighborhood was very much in the spirit of this wonderful festival, which has apparently been happening for decades inside of this town. And it's just like a real cultural touch point for them. And it's it's a wonderful little downtown. They had music on Saturday. So as you were walking up and down the street, um, they were playing music. And one of them, uh, one of the songs that we heard playing was from the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland. Like, friendly ghosts come out to socialize. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It was super sweet. A little too sunny. We, sure, sure, they sure, should sure. do something I about mean, that sun. It's really We can't it's really bad, help but. but mention the weather because it was a little oppressive. But... The town was not. Like, just delightful. Yeah, no, super charming. Street Fair was lots of fun. Everybody out. Lots of people in fun costumes. Lots of oh, yeah. goth sun umbrellas that were just adorable. Mm -hmm. And lots of people in, like, 50s-style dresses. So very much in the theme of the movie. Yeah. Um, but that's not what you're here to listen to to find out about. I, I'm tired. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't do well in the heat. And yeah, so uh, my words may not much. be as good as usual. And we're recording this in the same room, so I can't do fancy editing. <laughs> not <laughs> no so easily. fancy editing for you, listeners. Not if we keep talking at the same time. It's true. Mm -hmm. um, anywho, uh, what was I saying? We're here to talk about MSC3Con, is what I'm saying. Yes. So we paid for the very fancy tickets. And that meant that our day started bright and early with a photo op. I think that's the first thing to note is that we had a lovely photo op. <laughs> we get ushered in and we get our, you know, tickets and everything taken care of. And then the first thing that happens as we go into the theater is that we get a little, there's a little MSC3K satellite love backdrop. Mm -hmm. And there they are, mm -hmm. Joel and Jonah and Emily. Yes. And then us. And yes. we get our picture taken. And they, you know, they'll, they'll take your camera to take it with your camera phone, of course. Yes, yes. And I hand over my phone and it freaks out. I don't understand. It's like when Americans touch your phone, it just decides, no, it's just absolutely like, not. Yeah, we're not going into camera mode. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Which No, uh, you can't just swipe right on us. Exactly. I don't know what was happening. Uh, Jonah stepped in, tried to tinker with it, and finally got it to work, uh, mm -hmm. even though you know they, they took your phone and took some pictures of that. Yes. But Jonah was good enough to take well, a I, selfie. I did just want to make sure that we, in fact, yes. were not holding up the line, because no, exactly. we were just there as fans. We were not there with a special, like, we must have 15 minutes with you. <laughs> like, it was just yeah, normal. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And uh, it was all very it was all very good and very silly. And, of course, it's lovely when things go a little bit awry, but not too awry, right? Yes. Uh, it was sure. Great. But, yeah. So now <laughs> Jonah has taken a picture of us, a selfie with my camera, which mm -hmm. is very silly. And we have pictures of Jonah trying to make my camera work, which is also <laughs> very phone. silly. From your yes. phone, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, it's good. It's very good. And uh, yeah, you got you got touched by a Joel. I did. He put his hand on my shoulder, everybody, to heal me. And I want to say it worked. <laughs> it totally worked. I completely forgot about how hot and humid it was. I was in healthful air conditioning with the healing hands of Joel on my shoulder. It was perfectly good. Yes. We had a few words here and there, but like obviously no time for meaningful conversations. Everybody's no. got to get their pictures taken well, head into the theater. Uh, so then the show begins, and it begins with a little opening act mm-hmm. of Paul and Storm, the musicians. Which I didn't realize was going to happen. Did, was that no, a surprise to you, No, it was a complete surprise to me, it was yeah. lovely. A very lovely surprise. They did a few songs to open us up. Of course, they're some of the composers of a lot of the songs that have been in seasons 11 through 13. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have been meaning to check out their work, sort of independently of the MST3K stuff. And the songs made me think that, in fact, I really should yes. check out a bit more of their work. Most they were definitely. very delightful, silly nerd songs. And who doesn't need a little <laughs> bit more of that in their life? No one I know. Everyone I know needs more delightful, nerdy stuff in their life. Exactly. And then we got to see the first movie. Am I forgetting anything? Mm, I mean, the hosts were all there. Yeah. And they did talk a little bit about the process and the reaction to the movies. So, like, they did kind of, beyond just having Paul and Storm, t- like, do an opening act comedy, like set the scene for us. They also came in and talked a little bit about the movies that were coming. Um, And they did do like three movies, one for each of the hosts. So they started with the Emily movie. The Batwoman. The Batwoman. Which I hadn't seen before. Yes. Because I didn't see it when it originally came out. Yes. You've saw some of the season 13 episodes, Mm -hmm. but mostly you've been saving them for when we do the podcast. Yes. Which... Fair enough. You, sure. got a, you got a sampling of them, but you know, mm-hmm. uh, you, you 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 know, it's sometimes nice to see them for the first time fresh. To have one of us see them fresh, and the other one yeah. see them old, or whatever. It's all yeah. good. I hadn't gone back and rewatched it since originally watching it. Although this was an episode I quite liked when I first mm-hmm. saw it, and of course, I had seen the movie Unmisted. Oh my goodness! Because we covered it when we did something else. Oh, the Wild World of Batwoman, I believe. Oh, I, I actually we, went yes. and watched it for that. Link in the show notes, I guess. <laughs> um, but I had quite. It's a fun movie. It's yes. a super fun movie. We'll, t- we'll it was do an episode so on it someday. Silly! Oh my goodness! It's incredibly silly, but mm-hmm. also just a lot of fun and really like pretty poppy colors. And it's yes. directed by the same person who did Santa Claus movie with Lupita and Pitch and all that. Mm-hmm. And of course, like they talked about um, how all of the riffs, and it wasn't like all of the riffs, like Les Mis style, but so many of the riffs were singing riffs. And they had a lovely time doing that inside of the theater and figuring that out. So that was lots of fun to hear about that process. Um, And Emily talked a little bit about how she felt more in tune with what was going on and not quite as nervous as when they did Beyond Atlantis, which I have to say in my heart, I was a little disappointed not to see Beyond Atlantis again, because that was also my first MST3K for this podcast. It being her inaugural episode, it was also mine. So, but still, Batwoman, fantastic. It was so much fun to watch. Uh, Then we had like a lunch break. Woo. Uh, (laughs) And when we came back, they did a fun thing because they had the season 13 door sequence. (gasps) Yes. And they got some volunteers, not us, to, which is fine, to uh, go and like manually close the doors Mm -hmm. because uh, as they point out they film the door sequence sort of backwards they film it from the movie theater door Mm -hmm. back to the deck the satellite love console um so it's pulling out and then the doors close and it turns out that with the main season 13 doors the three 
the third door with the three that yes. intermeshes with mm-hmm. sort of three prongs into two prongs uh, is quite hard to get right. Yes, I had no idea. So first off, listeners, I know this is this is a podcast, so it's not visual. And like when you see things in the movies, everything is like the size of your phone, the size of your TV, or in this case, the size of a movie theater screen. I didn't think about how small. Yeah. The actual props are for the door sequence. Like it's probably about the size of an 11 by 14 or an 11 by 17 piece of paper. Yeah, like a poster sized piece of paper. Yeah, yeah somewhere around there. Um, the entire sequence fit on a like large fold out table. Yeah. So I, d- I just would have imagined it. Bigger. bigger. Yeah. I, it's I just... think the old sets were. If I, I've seen footage of behind the scenes of them making like the season mm-hmm, two mm-hmm. or whatever stuff. And that I recall being a bit bigger, but not huge. No. But, but they had to like have a train track on that and some bigger cameras and all that than they do now. So <laughs> it was re- I mean, it's one of those things where if you don't go to a, if you don't go to something like this, you don't have that behind the scenes feel. Like even if they did a behind the scenes in MST three K and you watch it on your TV, it still wouldn't have that that visceral sense for what this is like when they're actually filming. So that I mean, it was a really delightful moment, and I'm glad that we were back in time from lunch to be able to see it because I would have been upset to miss something yeah. like that. It's a part of the magic that I would have no frame of reference to be able to create in my own imagination. So I appreciated that so much yeah yeah that was a really a lovely surprise Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was wonderful to have the jonah bond moment because there was no movie on the screen (laughs) behind the final door oh yes so So they just had the circle opening and you know jonah being like a silly boy Went in and was da 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 and was totally like finger gunned at the hole. It was very good. It was so perfect. Jonah was was on very good form today. (laughs) (laughs) As was Paul of Fallen Storm. They both did a really good job mm -hmm. with like the banter and and being being silly comedian, professional comedian. So did Joel in all of his. Joel and Emily were also very good, but 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 Jonah was very much on fire today. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He works it. And then we saw the Joel episode. Yes. We saw Demon Squad, which is the only episode today that uh, we had already done an episode on. Yes. It's so, so you true. had seen that. I had seen that one. And it's been a little while since we've talked about Demon Squad. So revisiting it and seeing it in a theater with a bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. Did that... I don't know. What did you, was it a different experience? Did it change how you uh, thought about the episode? It was totally a different experience. I mean, especially because, well, I, as anybody who's listening to this knows, when you're at a live performance of something, and this wasn't exactly a live performance, but it does have an audience. And it's an audience that's more the kind of people who are going to riff along with you while you're watching something in your living room. It's more like people who are going to laugh at all of the jokes and who are there for those jokes. It was really way more enlivening than I remember (laughs) when I was seeing it alone in order to prep for our episode and seeing it as a season 13 experience. Now, I know, you know, You've watched it on your own. Mm-hmm. We've watched episodes together many, many times, yes. both recently and in the long distant past. <laughs> and I know that we've seen it in groups of people of like mm-hmm. less than a dozen people, yes. friends getting together and we watch, you know, Puma Man or something. Yeah. Puma Man. But this is the first time you've seen it in a theater situation yes. with like 
hundreds of other people. Yes, because I didn't even see the Mystery Science Theater movie, movie yeah. in a movie theater. I only saw that on VHS tape. Oh my gosh, I'm so old. On a TV. So, And you never were able to see any of the live shows when no. they toured in the last couple of years. Alas, no. So yeah, this is your first time seeing how that plays out in a large room. Yes. It really is such a wonderful atmosphere. Just the MST3K fans that are there inside of the room. Like, it was so funny. It was very good. It's also, you know, it's just things are even funnier oh, when everybody else totally. is laughing at them. Well, and the other thing is, like, okay, I know they made jokes about Nick Moon being sweaty. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I noticed how sweaty he was when I was watching it, like, on my phone. <laughs> but seeing it on the big screen, oh, my gosh. Yeah. He is so sweaty. So sweaty, Chris. Yeah. I mean, I get the mobile Alabama is, like, even more hot and humid than what we're living in right now inside of Pennsylvania at this moment. But I had – I just – like – I had no idea. I had no idea. I hadn't quite gotten there in my mind. And, you know, I mean, when you watch something on your phone, it just is different from watching something on a screen that size. There are things that you just won't see. I I, I, I watch MSC3K on an iPad, and I watch it on a big screen sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't actually watch it on a phone. So, like, that is a little smaller than I usually feel comfortable watching long-form video on. Mm-hmm. That's Find different, you know, courses for horses or whatever. Well, you know, I'm so much younger. No, I'm older than no, you. I can't even me. say that. <laughs> In fact, right now, you're a whole year older than me but for no. this very brief week, couple weeks. It's true. Um, but anyway. Because <laughs> I'm mature, sophisticated. Uh, the other thing that I noticed, though, from being in a theater was that at some points – there are some very low notes that resonate much more in a theater situation than they do at home. So in some of the spooky bits at the end, mm-hmm. of the, when they're in the warehouse with the baddies, yes, there are some really like low-pitched notes that just rumbled. Like I could feel them. Oh, yeah. And that was not an experience that I ever had watching it on my TV, even no, though it's large and nice. I don't know if you can have that kind of an experience in a... Yeah. Well, I guess there are some people who have, like, mega sound systems for yeah, their home. exactly. I don't... But we're not I'm those not, people. I'm not, which amazes no. me, because you are a gadget guy. You like the audio gadgetry. I, just, I mean... I'm not, I'm not all about that super bass. That's true. You're not all about the bass. No. Sorry, guys. I love treble. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, it's Megan. That's just... <laughs> Anyway. But that's one of the things that the Demon Squad people would have been thinking about when making the movie, right? Is how to take advantage of that space. I assume yeah, they were I, making I, that movie for it to be in a theater. I mean, that not was to hopefully the TV. dream. Yeah. I mean, they were making it digitally. They were making it. But, like, I I hope they had a chance to watch it like a premiere in a theater. Mm-hmm. And I doubt it got much theater distribution. But I hope they've had that experience. And, I'm, I, you know, I hope that they were thinking about that when they made it. Um, although, I mean, they are doing a sequel, so maybe they'll be thinking about it for Demon Squad 2. Well, the other thing that I really noticed on Demon Squad this time, uh, which may or may not be fair, because we're, we're watching this Rift version, mm-hmm. and things sometimes happen. But, like, wow, the audio quality of the dialogue mm-hmm. in Demon Squad is all over the map. If they could, if the Kickstarter money they've raised for Demon Squad 2 can go somewhere, I'd love it for the audio to just be a little bit better. But that's fine. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. It's not my job. Uh, it still was a lot of fun to see. The other thing about seeing these things live is that you also get to see sort of, most people love most of the jokes. Mm-hmm. But some people really love some jokes. And sometimes somebody in the audience would hear the joke that was just for them so to speak. And they would have an 
outsized reaction yes. to it. And like, I think that happened to me once or twice as well. Mm-hmm. But like, I definitely heard some people, especially people sort of nearer you that you don't know, just cracking up at very particular jokes mm-hmm. that just hit mm-hmm. them harder. And and that's delightful. It's really great to to have that sense of of different people popping off at different jokes at, at mm-hmm. different times. And structurally, that's what MST3K is designed to do. Yes. And they do it well. They yeah. really do. I mean, that's why we're here. Yeah. There are also some people who were really excited about sort of riffing along. They knew when their favorite lines were coming up and they were mm-hmm. trying to say it. Not a lot of people, but some people were doing that. And yeah, that was nice too. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I think that was happening more for the third movie than for the others, which was impressive. Yes. Well, the third movie is very memorable. Was there anything important to say between the second and third movie? I can't remember. We had a little stretchy break. Yeah. We had a little 10-minute stretchy break. Got some candy that helped get us through uh, the third movie. I mean, Reese's Pieces. I love them. There you go. Love them. There you go. And then we came back to watch... Munchie, mm-hmm. which was Jonah's episode, of course. Oof. And <laughs> this was your first time seeing Munchie. This was my, well, the, other than the stills. Right. It's awful. That puppet is awful. <laughs> wow. Oh, I mean, well, And the Munchie humor. Yeah. Like the Munchie humor in the script, not the rift stuff that they do. Oh, you think Dom DeLuise's parts were scripted? I mean, whatever. The munchy part from the original movie. No, you're right. I mean, he's no Robin Williams. I'm just going to say. They both need editors. But, like, I I somehow forgot about the really rampant casual sexism of the 80s. How did I forget? I was there. I just did Robot Wars. Yes. Yes, but that wasn't casual. (laughs) No, no, it was professional sexism. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. This was this was more about indoctrinating children. Yes, I mean it's important to do it early. So, yeah. oh boy, there's a lot to that movie. I don't know. I I love that episode. I find the movie, unlike the MSC3K crew, I find that movie easy to watch. Oh, even though like yeah, the puppet's upsetting, but like it's upsetting in a way that I exactly understand. Sure. Like I get Dom DeLuise. I don't, yes. I'm not saying I love his work or anything necessarily. No. But I, I know exactly what he's doing. I know exactly what this movie is doing. And it's mm-hmm. hitting all the beats. I mean, to be fair, Dom DeLuise and the movies that he did voice acting for and the movies that he live acted in are very much a part of my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a part of why the casual sexism was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, how much of this have I internalized? Gold darn it. And a lot of it, I'm sure, is the answer. And Lonnie Anderson. Yeah. I mean, fantastic as the mom. Very happy to see Lonnie Anderson in a movie. But, like, that poor woman, can she just be in a role that's not all about her boobs? Seriously? That poor woman. Yeah. It's, it's, because she is way more than that. She was a nice mom character. She did it well. Anyway, we're not here to talk about the movie because we'll we're do that have to episode talk about someday. That one later. I, uh, Charlotte's gonna have to watch that episode again Seriously. soon. Seriously, well, not probably not soon, probably not this year, but uh, someday, <laughs> someday we will someday. tackle Munchie. Yes, Whew. and I think those three episodes were really good choices. I think they're all mm-hmm. accessible mm-hmm. in different ways. I think they're diverse, and it's you know, of course, it's mm-hmm. good to have the different cast members. These are good options. Like I could definitely have subbed out for other ones and still been good, but I think this is a very solid set of programming. Sure. I mean, I know they know their audience, 
Right. And they really could pull one out of the hat that's a real rough watch. They could. Yeah. Right? Because we're there for it. They could have tried to show the bubble, but they didn't want to. They and I think not. they were right to not do yes. that one. I mean, they talked about it, so they kind of got to share the experience. Yes. There's a Q&A after Munchie, mm-hmm. uh, which was very fun. Not especially informative, certainly, except, I mean, season 14 is in the works. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of glow-in-the-dark theme in the art, apparently, they were saying. Yeah. And it's going to be kickstarted, and we'll be finding out more about that soon. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is, you know, I have Kickstarter fatigue, but it is very successful for them, and I understand why yeah. they go to that well. But yeah. I'm going to say it again. I wish I were just paying $10 a month for the subscription fee or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I wish they would talk to the good folks over at Dropout or something like that to see how to do this kind of niche streaming service well. But that's not the path they've taken, and they know what's good for them, and I'm not in charge of the business, and that's fine. No. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But yeah, the Q&A happened. It was very entertaining. I suspect there will be video of it posted at some point for Probably. everyone to enjoy. But you They know. might just share it at the Gizmoplex for people who did season 13 as part of that Kickstarter. Yes. I mean, that seems like the kind of content you want to share with that season 13 crowd first. I would think so. Mm-hmm. Um, they also, <laughs> there's also a bit about how, so people who sign up for the season 13 Kickstarter could order physical objects like t-shirts and such. Uh-huh. And uh, those have not delivered yet. And people are, you know, it's it's long overdue. Like this oh. was all supposed to have got, arrived a year ago, if mm-hmm. not more. Mm-hmm. And People have been getting emails again and again about how, here's an update, like things are still delayed, but we think we're making progress with this. And apparently, good news is coming soon. Hold on for an update. They did at least say that they're not going to start the season 14 Kickstarter until they deliver the deliverables for season 13. Yeah, that so. would be a bad look. No, no, it's a bad look. It's true. Um, but, I mean... They also addressed how the various writers and actors strikes that are happening right now are going to affect it. And uh, they will affect them. Although Mm -hmm. uh, sort of some of MSC3K is built in a non-union shop, uh, like some of the crew is not union, I believe. But Mm -hmm. the writers and actors are typically parts of unions. Yes. And and, and they voiced good support for it. Jonah talked about how he's going to be flying back to California to get back on the picket line. Joel said some very good things about supporting them in the ways that they can and how they are not planning on doing anything that would violate the union that would be, you know. Yes. uh, crossing the picket line. Uh, so that's good to hear. That is exceptional to hear. Yeah. And it was really, one of the questions that came up in the Q&A was about um, using AI to do writing, which, you know, we've used ChatGPT to write a segment for us. And of, I mean, you know, AI will only get better and better don't we hope? But AI will never be Chris. AI will never be Charlotte. AI will never be the staff at MST3K. So I appreciated that they were that they said that was one of the issues that was in the negotiations yeah. uh, for the writers. So it was wonderful to acknowledge like one of the issues that doesn't have to do with pay, because I know that's one of the hardest things for unions to be able to talk about is just, it's more than just about money. It's always about more than money, although money is what ends up getting in the press. Um, and that's unfortunate, um, but it was wonderful to hear that that was one of the issues about not wanting AI to be programmed using things that have been written by people or being used to replace writers inside of the room. And I appreciated Joel saying, like, 
The writing's the fun part for us. Yeah. Why would we want to use AI to do the fun part and leave us all the cruddy work? <laughs> Not that I can imagine any of the work being the cruddy work. I, yeah. Uh, the AI stuff, like, you know, when we used it, it was to give us material to respond to. Yes. Like, we were riffing off the results of the it's AI. True. And, like, that was perfectly fun. AI is interesting in some applications, but, like... Why would you use it to make creative stuff like that? I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to do that rather than do people's stuff, um, broadly speaking. Uh, yes. There are maybe some small-scale exceptions in some places, but like not the way that the Hollywood CEOs are dreaming of doing it. And this isn't, of course, just a problem with the writing room. It's also a problem for actors, as you may have heard. There's like these ideas of paying an actor extra rates for one day, scanning their body, and then using their digital files in perpetuity using AI. It's like, what? I mean, actors are already giving up their visual image and their bodies into perpetuity inside of these movies, right? Yeah. And it's horrible to think that they could then be using that... Uh, against their will and not in a way that they've agreed to already. Actually, it ties to another interesting thing that came up, which was somebody asking whether they'd ever do an animated movie. Mm-hmm. And one of their responses for why they think that's unlikely is that if you put a human in front of the camera, they do involuntary things. Like mm-hmm. very few actors have the full control over every sure. muscle of their body. But the more animated you get, and that includes CG stuff, right, mm-hmm. as well as AI stuff, but the more animated you get, like, the less less involuntary stuff, the less yes. sort of accidental humanity bleeding yes. through. And that's sort of the stuff that they riff off. They riff off reading microfacial expressions mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. macrofacial expressions yes. sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and that's sort of where they can get a lot of the humor from. You know, they're reinterpreting yes. the expressions that people are making. And if it's animated, it's hard to do that or harder to do that because they can be very flat uh, which is true and it's interesting to think about how that plays out and i I, you know i could imagine there being some animated stuff that might work for it but the animated stuff that is weird and worth making jokes about is probably better left to the commentary videos like youtubers who make commentary videos and they show you the best of those absolutely wild Mm -hmm. animated kids films that are being cranked out somehow that are like third generation, you know, versions of Ratatouille and things like that. Ooh, yes, the straight to video version. Yeah, yeah, I don't uh, know if you've seen any of that stuff, but uh, it's good. It's good. We'll, we'll watch some later. Maybe. Oh, yeah, sure. I, I don't know if that's a field of uh, study I want to go into. It's <laughs> good. It's good. Um, after that, after the Q&A, there was a bit of a wine and cheese reception, I guess. And uh, there was a – which quickly became like a long line where you could get things signed and autographed. As we've mentioned in a previous bonus bit that we've talked about, I think, uh, we are not especially into autographs. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm not into lines. Ooh. Yeah. So I wasn't going to do that. It was a line that wrapped around the entire theater and went up the stairs into the balcony. It was wild how Hundreds long this line long. was. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, kudos to them oh, yeah. for being willing to do something like that. And how wonderful that the show has that kind of support that people are willing to do that sort of thing. Like, that's all wonderful news. Not for us, but definitely for the MST3K crowd. And that's how we would have potentially had our, like, five minutes of chatting with Joel and Jonah, mm-hmm. and Emily, which 
Uh, you know, it's fine. <laughs> Maybe. I would have felt so weird. Like, there's this whole line behind me. I don't feel like I can talk for very long, right? Yeah. I had that same feeling at the photo op in the morning. Like, we need to get this going. Let's get out of their way. They got more people to see. <laughs> and just the types of conversations you can have in that in that moment are not... I don't know. They don't feel like the kinds of conversations I would be most excited to have with these people who I would love any one of them to like have a nice long or short conversation with in a differently structured space. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, if that never happens, it's fine. This is not what I was looking for. So instead, at some point, we started poking about the theater mm-hmm. and we ended up getting to go into the main old theater, which was yes. not where we were seated for most of the day. It's one of the theaters where the show was being simulcast. Right. So all the live action was happening where we were, but everybody who was in these other theaters also got to hear the Q&A. They also got to um, hear Paul and Storm and see Paul and Storm. They also got to see um, the actors in between the movies and stuff. So like they weren't missing out on any of the experience other than being physically in the presence. And the 1903 theater is, I mean, it's uh, dilapidated a little bit, but it is gorgeous. It's still in pretty good shape. Like, it's yes, so absolutely. But it's like, you, it's showing a bit of age, but like they recently received a grant apparently to work on that. And it is still stunning. It's It's got a yes. lovely balcony upstairs. Oh, it's lovely. It's, it's, it's got a great stage. It's got great detailing, as you can see, because it's in the film The Blob from mm-hmm. the 50s. Uh, the scenes where the teens are in it are are shot up in the balcony area. And then, you know, you can also see the holes where the projection booth happens, where the blob squeezes out at some point. Mm-hmm. It's very good. They had a little plaque with a a, a bit of, that's not from the movie or anything, but like a, <laughs> a bit of blob that you could touch for good luck mm-hmm. and rub. And that was very good. You know, like a nice brass plaque. Yeah, 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 exactly. And we, we had some very nice staff worker there who was going way out of their way to show us around. Uh, and like, it was really lovely. They had already shut the lights down, but they, they all talked with the people upstairs, I guess, and like got them to switch the breaker over again so that we could turn the lights on. And like, mm-hmm. just as us as being random, it's not like we like, yeah. you know, tried to credential our way into this. It was just like, oh, you want to <laughs> no, see it? It's a really a, cool theater. This Come, is the let us show it to you. Theater. Yeah. Yes. And they're like, let me tell you a bit yes. about the history of it. Let me tell you about what we're doing with it. Yes. Let me tell you about all the programming we do and how awesome it is and why you should come back as soon as you can. Absolutely, because the people who work at the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville are so proud of this theater. As they should they be. love this theater. They love the events that they get to put on. And they use it as a mixed-use space, right? They have live performances there. They still show first-run movies. Barbie and Oppenheimer will both be there for the Barbenheimer Barbenheimer. They're movie. on different days, aren't they're they? On, they? No, they're on the same day. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. It's fabulous. Okay, good. Anyway. Well, either way. They're, they're still doing the... It's still a movie theater, but it also does live events. It also has things like the MST3Con. It's a wonderful space, and they take full advantage of it. And the town is quite proud of this theater. And the people who work there, they work there, they volunteer there, um, and have all of these event spaces. So it's wonderful that there's this group of just like movie nerds and history nerds that are there inside of the theater just being like, yes, we want to show this off. And it sounds like the MST3K crew, who are now basically based out of Philadelphia, are planning on working with them for more events in the future. So, mm-hmm. But either way, uh, you know, it's a theater that loves its heritage, it loves its connection to The Blob and movies mm-hmm. like The Blob and things yes. like MST3K. They're super happy to be working with them, it sounds like. And if you are ever anywhere in the Philly area, you should definitely make a trip over there and check oh. it out. 
out. Fab- I mean, it's a wonderful little main street with some fantastic shops and restaurants, and then you have this beautiful theater. It It is just... It's a wonderful place. It is just what you want from a weekend away. Exactly. So we had a very lovely time Mm -hmm. there. And that is basically everything. Unless there's anything else you wanted to add. Mm, Something else I wanted to add. No, I mean, we, it really was just, I can't say enough how wonderful and hospitable the people who work at this theater were and who volunteer at this theater to, to walk us around after hours, right? Yeah. Like, while this event is happening downstairs that they're also supporting simultaneously and just like geek out on movies and geek out on the history. It 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 was lovely. All right. Now I think we need to go get dinner. See you soon for Hellcats. <laughs> Bye.